0: Hi, this is Megan, and thank you so much for tuning in to the very first episode of Woo as Fuck. Um, as of recording this right now, we currently have four episodes recorded. We wrapped up the website today, for the most part, and we have our Patreon officially up and running at Patreon.com/slash Woo as Fuck. We are so excited to bring this project to you. We have been working on it for about a month. It truly has brought us so much joy and filled up our cups, and. Throughout the course of these episodes, you're going to have some heavy moments, some breakthroughs, some just hilarious laughs with us. And it has been so much fun, and we're looking forward to recording more episodes. This week, um, in our very first episode, we are going to be talking about our individual awakening stories and all the different times we've woken up. We're going to be talking about doing grid work and what that means to each of us and just a little bit of everything. Um, Throughout the series, you'll find that we are easily sidetracked, but it's a lot of fun to go along the journey with us. So thank you so much for tuning in. Enjoy the very first episode. And here we go. My name is Megan.
1: I'm Lissa Rose, and we are out of the woo closet.
0: Yes. So this is our very first episode um, of our new podcast. I think we're going to call it "Woo as Fuck Girls." Woo girls. What? What are we calling this?
1: The, the Waff. <laughs> Waff. <Woof. laughs> um, the woo as fuck. Yeah, woo as woo fuck. Or woo as fuck girls. But the the podcast is woo as fuck. Okay. Great. That works for me. Okay. See,
0: they get to be part of the process as we're figuring yep. it out.
1: There we go. I like that. Yeah. We could be the woo as fuck girls. That's what we are. But I feel like that's a long name for a podcast. It might not roll off the tongue quite as nice.
0: I th- I like woo as fuck. And then any other things, we can be the woo as fuck girls. The mm-hmm. waff girls. <laughs> WAFG.
1: waff woof is the new WAP.
0: WAF is the new WAP. Mm hmm. <laughs> So um, we decided we wanted to start this podcast um, because we really wanted to share. We were both getting a lot of the same downloads, getting a lot of the same messages, and a recurring theme for both of us, I think, is that we need to get out and share our authentic experience, what's happening, what we're seeing, being true to ourselves, and sharing it with the world. So this is us doing that.
1: Well, terrified. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> Um, I have quite a bit of social anxiety. I'm typically a lurker. I like to support people from the background. And this is my first time really putting myself in the spotlight. How's it feel? (laughs) Not as bad as I thought. um, Minus, you know, struggling over the intro.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man, that is tough. It's a trip. It's a trip. Um, I can't believe that we're actually doing this because who I was a year ago was so different than who I am now. But um, I think I really think that us doing this is going to help other people realize that it's it's not at all as out there as they think or that, you know, what you all think are thinking is not that out there.
0: Yeah, and I'm right there know. with you. I yeah. am a totally different person than I was in June of
1: 2020.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I um had a totally different trajectory for my life. Things that I wanted, my goals, my aspirations were totally different. I was already awake at that point, but it just feels like a totally different world now and then
1: hugely. Do you want to start with that? Do you want to start with um, with our downloads or do you want to start with how we woke up? Let's start with how we woke up. I feel like that's. It might, we might as well start at the beginning. <laughs> start at the beginning. Yeah. Do you want to go first?
0: Sure. So I was always a little bit awake. I, as a young child, was fascinated with the fae and magic and I knew that I had powers, I could see into the future, I had clear cognizance, I could read people's minds, which I I don't know if I could or not, but it felt like it. And I was fascinated with the concept of um, that I didn't belong, that I was just like here on earth, but I didn't really belong here. I didn't belong to my family. I didn't belong where I lived. And um, I I always had weird feelings about religion, too, because I had a mom who switched religions every year or two. So we went through varieties of Christianity and I was exposed to Judaism, Mormonism, Paganism, Wiccan, some like chaos magic. We were in covens. (laughs) Um, she she tried it all. And so because of that, I'm actually really thankful because I grew up seeing all of the, these different facets. And I truly believed that there wasn't anything that was right. Not one thing. They were all just pieces of a puzzle. And no one was seeing the bigger picture without putting everything together. So I never had a religion I never really had anything that I followed I just believed in being a good person if anyone asked what I believed I believed in being a good person and that your intentions and the way that like what you put into your practice is what you got out of it but I didn't actually I wouldn't have considered myself woo like woo 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 until last year um 2020 hit I had always been kind of interested in manifestations and spell work and things like that. Um but 2020 hit and we were all struggling and there was so much pain in the world and I just wanted to do something to help. I wanted to help myself, I wanted to help my mental health, I wanted to help my family, I wanted us everyone to be safe. Um and I just um I <laughs> I had been doing a lot of hallucinogenics uh, in my defense and I had a really powerful meditation one time on LSD and I felt all of my, like every particle of my body um, just vibrate. And I was speaking with higher beings and getting all of these messages and they were speaking to me in a language that I didn't understand, which I now know is like light language. And when I came out of that, Um, LSD trip I was just different I was different forever and I guess that's where it all started
1: (laughs) I am in shock and awe right now because I had no idea that our experiences were so similar and I was forgetting as well that the woo as fuck you know what we haven't talked about is how woo as fuck this time a year ago so in 2020 right the beginning yeah 2020
0: that. It doesn't even feel like a real year anymore, No, it
1: doesn't I want to acknowledge, oh man, that's such a beautiful story. It just trips me out because it I had a similar experience, just not on l s d and I don't even know if I've told you that, but I don't think you've told me that what your story, so um the resonance is huge right now uh woo is so woo is fuck okay, well, I guess it's my turn now, yeah, I'll just start at the beginning, yeah. But, um, I'm going to pulp fiction it and start in the middle and then do end and then beginning because my. I
0: absolutely love that.
1: (laughs) Okay. Because my actual wake up story of like when I really woke up is sort of exactly like yours, only not on LSD. So I want to save that for the end. But um, a year ago, I. No, let's. uh, In May of 2020, I canceled my wedding. And part of the reason I did that was because I was turning into, oh my gosh, this is the first time I've ever talked about this publicly in this way. Here we go. You're just
0: talking to me. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, I know. Being vulnerable is a trip. Um, I became aware relatively quickly that I was living a life that wasn't mine anymore and um, that my that my like soul essence, it felt like, like who I was, was missing. Like there was something missing, but the thing that was missing was the thing that made me, me. And somewhere along the way I like dropped it or something, you know? And, uh, and I don't, and I couldn't find it and I didn't understand how to get it back. And I, uh, dove in deep with spirituality and did it in a, in a really strange way, I made an Instagram. So basically in the ending of this relationship with my ex, who was a wonderful human being and a great partner, but ultimately just wasn't compatible with the new version of me. Um, or I guess the most authentic version of me that I wasn't being, um, as I was trying to discover who, remember who I was, I created woo as fuck. That was my Instagram handle. And, um, the fact that it's come full circle in this way a year later is pretty incredible because the woo is fuck, um, everything that we are has nothing to do with that Instagram at all. It's just happenstance that it comes full circle in that way. So as I exited that relationship, I opened up my mind to what my life could look like because prior I had very fixed and and uh set in stone preconceived notions of what life was that are super standard that most people have and none of that was bringing any type of clarity or contentment that it seemed to promise um also a very common story so i branched out wide And really took a leap of faith and just radically changed my life. So I didn't get married. I canceled my wedding. I got uh, an apartment. I ended up uh, falling in love with a different individual who is now my partner, Jensen. He's incredible. We ended up traveling. And my life is just completely different now. Completely different. And... But originally, the waking up point the thing that I was able to combat, the reason I'm able to be authentic now was because of the thing that happened then that was sort of the seed that was planted. And the seed that was planted was in a random meditation where all of a sudden I was sitting there and I could just feel what it felt like to be uh, in the state of unconditional love where sort of like your literal heart opens up. It's a feeling of ecstasy, like MDMA, if you've ever done ecstasy, it that's exactly what it feels like. It sounds like. so
0: beautiful. Like it, I I can feel it in the moment there with you.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. It was it was as if, oh my God, everything's okay. Everything's okay. And I, there was a cat in my lab that could have added to it. I don't know if that if that's why this happened, but um it wasn't my cat. I was cat sitting for my professor. Cats
0: are room. spiritual guides.
1: Yeah. Okay. And it was a black cat too. We'll say that. And, uh, and so I'm sitting there and I became aware of these other beings around me and I started vibrating, like my actual body started vibrating and I was very confused and I was guided about how to breathe in a very specific way through beings I didn't understand. And on the out breath, after doing this breathing exercise, I was guided through, I heard a snap and and literally felt as though I was waking up to where I really was. And um, as though this had been the dream all along. And not only was I completely sober, but at that point I had been sober for at least a year off of everything, just because I was taking a break and meditating and uh, working on my health. So the ultimate
0: drug self-care
1: for real. Yeah. And after that moment, I was like, I need answers. I need answers. This is not, that was not what the heck was that? And what's really interesting is slowly but surely, just like the boiling frog over time, I forgot. I just, I've, I literally felt like they talk about waking up as though it's something that happened once and it's not
0: like with waking up. I feel like week to week, I wake up to new, new things and parts of me fall back asleep and parts of me wake up. And it's like a constant process really
1: yeah, it's fluid. And I think that, our, that that whole idea that, cause I thought, I thought, okay, this is it. I'm awake now. And, um, and then, well, what what happened was, is I actually got back together with an ex for a second. And, and mm-hmm. in retrospect, I've never really thought of it in this way. I got my heart broken and, uh, well, I broke my own heart, but in doing that, I was like, okay, I'm over this now. Let's get back to stability. Let's get back to work. Let's, you know, get our Brain back on straight, and I think that that's really any any type of strong emotion or any time we have to. You're the one. Can you explain it? You explain it a lot better than me. The the whole falling asleep to um to work through stuff.
0: So anytime uh, the way that I've been told or understand it is that falling asleep, especially now, it, it's different than it used to be. Um, anytime that you getting sort of large emotion, a big event, some sort of major thing that you need to integrate, you're not falling back asleep the way that we once were. You're falling back asleep kind of just to process it. It's like you're um, doing a reboot, like if you were a computer. You're taking those software updates and you just need to take a moment and process it. And it could be an hour, it could be a week, it could be a month, but you have to take the time that you need to process it.
1: I love that. Thank you for, yeah, you explained that so good. And I, well, and so just to, to, I feel like I haven't really ended my, <laughs> like, let's wrap that up. Um, I fell asleep. I fell asleep again since I, you know, started in the middle. Um, and then in that falling asleep, I rearranged my life in a way that didn't match my core being. And I was running from my core being because I didn't want to live life authentically because doing so is scary. And then in making the jump in leaving, my last relationship, and now being in a new relationship where I'm opening myself up to love in a way I've never experienced before, which is also terrifying. um, Now I feel I am in my third time, third round of waking up and it's, here we are.
0: (laughs) Third time's the charm. Yeah. I do want to touch base on like, why is it so scary to be yourself authentically? You would think that it would be the most natural thing to do but the concept of truly like letting all of your masks down letting your weird out really letting people know who you are it's so scary
1: i i really think that the reason that is is because it's a threat because the way that the way that the way that we are as a species as a whole as a collective is dependent on this idea that we function as roles And if we're not able to like, to be these certain things, then the whole thing that is its own ecosystem will fall apart. I don't think that that's any one person's opinion, but I feel like, like we feel that pressure as a whole to participate, to like be something to, you know, hi, my name's, you know, whatever. I'm a whatever. And, um, To step away from that and be you, be authentically you, you're literally removing yourself from the system as a whole and identifying yourself as maybe something different. For me, at least, I think that's why it's scary. Because it feels as though I'm saying I'm...
0: Instead of like, hey, look at me, like, here's these surface level things about myself. You're actually saying, hey, this is who I am without any filters, without anything to protect yourself. Because maybe... Like, for example, I'm a you know graphic designer. Hi, I'm Megan. I'm graphic designer, defining myself by my job. Well, maybe someone does, just doesn't like graphic designers. And that's okay. They don't like my profession, but that's not me. Mm. But when you say, hi, I'm Megan. This is who I am. It's different. It's personal.
1: Do you think that we're afraid? Do you think that we're afraid that if we're authentic and vulnerable, that we will have to remove ourselves from people in our lives or that other people will remove themselves from us because it's not a match in the way that we thought it was.
0: That's absolutely going to happen as everybody starts to be more authentic. It's part of any self healing journey, whether it's spiritual or anything else as you accept yourself for who you are and you set those boundaries and you work through that trauma Maybe in the moment that relationship served you, regardless of the situation, as you grow and evolve and you set boundaries, there are definitely, it's inevitable people are going to leave.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not everyone's a match. I think that's what I was saying.
1: <laughs> so that actually, ooh, let's talk. Yeah, that hit deep. And you know what? I, I got to, so in being, auth, let's practice authenticity, right? I believe that for me, that's such a core fear that I automatically go to the macro and look at it from a larger perspective because that fear is so ingrained. Like the thought of that, like, this is what we're doing right now. We're being authentic and vulnerable and this is who we actually are. And I don't even want to think about that, right? Because that freaks me out. I just want to think about the larger picture because it's it's self-soothing in a sense. But, you, but what you just said made me... Um, I want to talk about our downloads this week because the download that, I, that I'm that i getting so strongly is exactly what you said, but with places and spaces that we, that as we, and maybe it started, maybe it had to start last year in 2020 with just our personal lives, you know, like our, um, our relationships and our friendships. I am, my relationships are completely different this year than they were last year. They are night and day different. I'm, I'm spending time with different people and I am doing different activities and the quality of my relationships is, is, is completely different. I don't want to say better because the past ones weren't bad, but it's just different. You don't have to like Mm -hmm. those
0: relationships that you had before were valuable and they were meaningful and they were great, but it just, it's different. It's a different feeling.
1: Yeah. And there's a level of depth that wasn't there before. And I think that now what's happening is we're experiencing the same, but with literal nature, like where we are, that um, it's really important for us to pay attention to where we are having a difficult time being. And I don't even necessarily mean nature but you know it where you are spending the majority of your time what does it feel like there and is it comfortable because if it's not comfortable there are going to be other places that are calling to you that are and your your ability to be your core self and the power of you as a human being will be amplified when you go where you're called in that sense have you been getting any similar messages
0: Yes. So mine hasn't been as much about like an actual geographic location um beyond just wanting to get out of where I currently live desperately because I live in a state that doesn't vibe well. <laughs> but um my primary messages have been about cleansing your space, starting over, purging all of the things in your life that don't serve you anymore, materialistic possessions or Maybe you're holding on to some sentimental things that no longer hold the same value and they're just taking up space. It's been a lot about looking at my own personal space and clearing it. And I swear if I had a week and I could just purge everything in my house and start over, I would. If I could just like snap my fingers and it was all done, I I wouldn't heartbeat.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, like Sabrina, the teenage witch? Yes, that's so funny um those two things go together so well they it, absolutely do yeah because you can't you can't go where you're called if you're weighed down by all of the things that you have that's so beautiful that's such a that's such a linear message in a sense like let go of what doesn't serve you internally let go what's no longer necessary externally and go where you're called
0: And maybe our messages are different because of energetically our situations are a little bit different because I know that at this time I cannot travel or move or do anything because of various commitments and things that I have to do first. And I know for me, I'm preparing to move next year, but you are actively planning on traveling and doing some things this summer that I'm not.
1: Mm -hmm. And
0: so you have that freedom to do that grid work where you need to go where you're called to go
1: which makes sense that the message would come through so strongly then in that sense because I think so yeah so then this would be for everybody that if you're getting that message strongly and if you're able to then that's for you but if it's if, if you're not able to change your situation at all, then you can change your space. You can still change your environment. But yeah, I do think that there's something to be said for, um, there's something about, I wish I could articulate it better. It's still so difficult to find words because it's not a me thing. It's a grid worker thing. And I don't even really know, everything I know about grid work has been channeled. So I don't.
0: <laughs> I yeah, same. Know. Most of what I know is channeled. And one of the things that I've really loved is since meeting you and talking to you, how often our stuff that we've channeled has aligned up so perfectly Mm -hmm. it's been really validating not that we should look for validation but it's been really cool
1: (laughs) well and it feels like an expansion in the heart because it feels as though you're learning a new way of communicating um so it's for me it's more than validating it's like oh this is a tool that can be this is a practice this can be harnessed this can be um you know something that that's really utilized for like, uh, I want to say the greater good, but not even that. It's like bigger than that. Do you want to explain what your definition, what your personal definition of grid work would be, and then what mine is? Because I wonder if they'd be similar.
0: So grid work to me is tapping into your local collective. So there's, I wish I could show you what's in my head. Okay. So, (laughs) um, there's the, the overall grid. So there's a few different layers of it. There's the surface level grid, the mid level grid, and the like third level is like the, the collective collective. So within the first level, that's your local area. That's your personal relationships. There are relationships of people like in your immediate vicinity. And then that next layer down is like a broader spectrum. So so instead of your city, maybe it's your state. And then the larger one beyond that is how humans and other beings are all connected. And you're constantly feeding in and feeding off of the grid, depending on where you're tapped into it. So um, feelings that I'm feeling might not actually be mine, which has been a big thing recently, um, is picking up on other people's emotions and having to, um, release them <laughs> a few times a day. Um, a lot of it's just in the heart space though. Verbalizing a lot of this is kind of weird, but everything that we do, we're feeding into the the grid itself. So if I'm feeling joy, like genuine, like I love this water this is the tastiest, coolest, most refreshing water. And I'm allowing myself to truly experience that in the moment. I'm putting that into the grid, that gratitude, that love, that nourishment. And everything that I do has an impact on everyone else around me. And I feel like the deeper that I feel those feelings, the f- more it impacts, like the further the range is. So instead of having like a, an immediate vicinity reaction, it could have... Um, something that impacts the entire collective. If that like, makes sense.
1: Yeah. Like a ripple, like a wave. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like the a ripple moment, effect.
1: Connected. That's so interesting. Cause the way that I, wow. The, um, where you end is where my interpretation is, or my personal experience is rather. So my personal experience, the, you see all of the workings, the geometric components of like the layers
0: Yes, everything for me is layers.
1: Yeah, layers. So I understand that conceptually, but my experience in working with the grid space is literally just one. It's so, this is so fascinating that it's the same but different. It's literally the same but different. It's in the heart space. So for me, there's a literal portal in my heart space that I can open and close that connects to one of the layers of the grid that you were talking about. But to me, it's basically... So I am connected to one, one of these grids that you speak of is the same one that I speak of. It's everyone that I know and everyone that they know and everyone that they know as it correlates to love. So anybody that I've experienced authentic love with, and then it it goes out from the heart space, and I am able to access in my heart where I'm connected to that grid. And I can tune my heart in that space, sort of like a guitar string, to send out frequencies and rhythms, knowing that it reaches out into where it's connected everywhere else so that what I'm feeling and experiencing can be accessible and tapped into at any time. So it's sort of like setting, um, uh, like like pumping feelings, pu- exactly what you're talking about, pumping, but with intention, pumping positive feelings into that space so that other beings can have access to it, which ultimately supports the planet as a whole.
0: Yeah, I absolutely I see that and I feel it. And like I was envisioning the the portal from within your heart space and it going into the grid, but I saw it in my version of the grid. And the way that I saw where yours connected in my like three layers in my mind is it goes it penetrates that first layer and it kind of seeps in between the first and the second layer, and I see it as you're like whereas some people target like a specific or like a, just a general like I'm helping the collective, I'm helping the grid, you're targeting and providing that love and support to like a specific network of people,
1: mhm, yes. it's
0: it's beautiful, I can see it, it feels great,
1: i uh, yeah. Well, I can see the layers that you talk about, but how interesting to be able to work with them in that way too. And this is so cool, like to get to know how we all have our own unique experience. It's sort of like, imagine if we were all like, if it feels as though things are coming into focus for the first time. Like imagine if we were all walking around and nobody ever saw cars, but cars had always been there and then slowly one person starts to see a car and they describe it to another person and it's like it's a red car no it's a blue car no it looks like this no it looks like that but we're all seeing the same thing and it's coming into focus we're all just seeing it from our own perspective and i think the yeah. more we see it the more real it becomes but it's not because it's coming down to where we are it's because we're starting to resonate with this higher frequency where these things exist and we can see them more clearly
0: it's all coming into focus too. And it, I'm trying to figure out how to say this, but I feel like I thought that I had clarity and I thought that I had focus before in the past and the way that things are coming online and everyone's coming together and we're all getting these little pieces of the puzzle and it's all clicking and how clear everything is becoming. It's, it's like we were blind, like we needed glasses. Um, we had blurry vision. That's all we ever knew. And then suddenly someone handed us a pair of reading glasses and it blew our minds.
1: That's what it feels like. That's exactly what that waking up moment felt like.
0: Oh, and every time that we like go back to sleep and we wake back up, it's almost like we're getting a new prescription.
1: <gasps> a better one. Well, not a better, better one. Like it's a better it's one. more
0: fine-tuned to our specific needs.
1: Yes. And that's why it's so important that we have compassion for those who just are not on like who aren't experiencing what we're experiencing because there's no point in trying to show someone who can't distinguish color you know very specific things in a flower that you see that you're trying to appreciate the beauty of because it's it's like they can't there's not it's not the same visceral experience and so it makes much more sense to just try and make space and allow for acceptance and love and then fi- find those who do see with the same clarity that you do in those areas so that we can have these kinds of conversations.
0: And I want to add that it's also okay to see like, if you have someone else in your circle that doesn't see the exact same things that you see, it's actually a benefit because they can watch out for those things that you're not able to maybe they're seeing green cars and no one else has seen the green car yet and they can help you to see the green car.
1: hugely. <laughs> and yeah, like a bigger, it's like, we're all, we're all.
0: That's the benefit of the collective. That's why we're all feeling so drawn to community because we're all seeing different pieces of the same picture. And by working together, we're helping everyone get the full picture.
1: I just got the coolest visual when you said that. And it's literally like the world that we were existing in before the, the, when you play a role and the real you is suppressed because there's no room for it, that as we all wake up to this reality that we don't have to be told who we are and what we do, um, we're all going to start to see the reality that we had been a part of from our own new unique perspective that is gonna be its own like nobody's going to be the same because we're all going to be this unique core thing, but because we're all gonna be this unique core thing, we're also gonna be able to harmonize. Like, imagine if everybody in a uh what do you call the the people that sing together that harmonize? That's <laughs> called a
0: choir, an a cappella group, a chorus. Yeah, that's uh- what I mean.
1: It's like, it's as if we all went from singing the same note and everybody had to sing the same note at the same pitch to now we're all learning note, that's not how it works. Each person has their own unique pitch and their own unique tone that they're singing. But if you really learn how to refine that to be the thing that makes you feel the best that you can possibly feel, then when we collectively sing, it creates something that has never been heard before.
0: Yeah, because all of the the resonance between the different registers, and blending, you know, having major keys and minor keys and in new and unique ways, your ears are hearing something beautiful that they've never heard or experienced before, and it fills your whole body. I'm really leaning into this music thing. Sorry.
1: Right. <laughs> well, I feel like, and I feel like, um, individuals like yourself are really incredible at. Like, um, like a conductor can see, can understand what pairs really well, where. And like, that's one of the things that you're really good at. Like with the woo community, the even idea of, of having the woo community and starting that is really creating the space for people to come and sing in the first place. Right. It's like, Hey, you want to sing, come sing here. So even it, it's just going to be so interesting to see all of these new, ways of being that pop up once we start to really honor and respect how many differences there are.
0: Yeah. I'm really excited about it because I feel like we're on the brink of something entirely new that the way that we live our lives, the way that we look at things, the way that we do our jobs and a message that I keep getting is that we just need to be fluid. Um, I actually was just writing all of the copy for my website where I was changing everything about how I offer my services and blending the woo with the technical and the the ways that they go together. And I kept trying to channel how I wanted to write it. And the message that I kept getting was just evolve. Just go with the flow. Don't box it in. Everyone's going to need to have different needs and different ways and different ways you're going to channel it or connect with them or work with them on blocking different things and just keep it vague because everything's changing.
1: And that allows you to open up like channels of untapped abundance that you would have never been able to access otherwise because you would have been limiting yourself to a very specific targeted group.
0: Yeah, we have to... Just keep ourselves open, keep our minds open, keep our hearts open. Um, because something new is coming, and if we close ourselves off or limit ourselves, we're we're going to miss really wonderful opportunities to work with some really amazing people.
1: What do you feel? What do you when you think about when you say something new is coming? What do you feel in your heart space when you talk about like that? What what, what comes up for you?
0: I feel like we're redefining how the world works and I know that sounds really far out there but I feel like the way that capitalism works the way that businesses interact with people the way that everything works the standards that we've worked on putting in place for so long that hold so many people to these very rigid defined roles I feel like all of that is changing and opening up to entirely new things I don't have specifics. I just know it feels different.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think that the, so much of this, it feels, came as a literal response to turning inward. Like, like everything, like the world shut off. It just shut down completely and it got quiet for a minute. And I think that people really heard silence for the first time. And that led to exactly what you're talking about. And, um, Ooh, yeah. I wonder, I wonder. It feels really good though, and I think everybody could agree. There's a different feel the world feels different. It doesn't feel like the same place we were in two years ago. It does feel as though we're walking on a different planet.
0: Yeah. Doesn't It feels completely different to me as well. I don't have words, but I feel it. I feel it when I go outside. The sky looks different, the trees blow differently the in general the vibe of everything just feels different it feels like we were watching or reading a totally different book and now we're into a a new series and where it's a similar author but the perspective is different
1: yes and it also feels to well what I've personally experienced is um the acts the the access to to joy and bliss and magic are so much more readily available. But because of that, and because of my own personal, and I can only speak from personal experience, my personal inability at this point in time to really tether those higher states of consciousness into the here and now consistently, the backlash that comes from that of like, oh, okay, now that I can really access these higher states of, Emotion has to do with it, but it's more consciousness. Then you also have these deeper, darker, you know, shadow aspects of the emotions that don't feel good that come from when you, Megan, I feel like you could explain this so good. I'll I'll do it for like one second, but then I feel like you would have a much better explanation. When we are accessing higher states of consciousness, the junk that we haven't yet cleared becomes readily apparent and it needs to be cleared. Um, So the, sort of the higher we go in terms of the good, these good feeling states and the more clear the prescription of the glasses that we're wearing, the, do do you know what I'm saying? Do you have a different way to put
0: it? So the way that it's in my mind, as you're saying that I just keep hearing the brighter, the bright, the darker, the darks. So as we're illuminating new pieces of ourselves and bringing on new, Connections and connecting with ourselves more and illuminating all of these skills that we have. There's a lot of trauma and a lot of gunk that was hidden in the shadows, but now that we're casting a light on it, we have to clear out all of that trauma, all of that, these really heavy, deep rooted emotions that we thought maybe we had already dealt with, but they're coming up again and again because we're putting light on it. We're putting perspective. We're evolving. And so we keep having to go back and do the shadow work all over again.
1: Oh, gosh. In the nature of being vulnerable. Do you want to talk about what we're working on right now individually, like in that aspect?
0: Sure. So I will gladly start with that. Um, I am currently working on a few different things. So first and foremost, for example, with this podcast and a few other things, I don't like to be perceived. <laughs> um, I like to be in the shadows. I like to be the person that did it, all of the cool stuff that helped you be successful in the background. And I am being called very strongly to connect with people, to put my message out there, to share pieces of myself, to be authentic because I know that my authenticity will inspire others to also start living their lives more authentically and being more comfortable in their skin. And I feel this huge pull to putting my face out there, doing more things. Um, And it's bringing up a lot of self-worth issues for me that I genuinely thought I had worked through. (laughs) Um, A lot of you don't Deserve love, or life would be a lot easier if you just went back to work for the man. Or, um, who's going to, uh, who's going to love you, um, if you're authentically yourself, which is something I did not expect to have come up for me. And I'm working through it, and I keep having these high highs of motivation and then these low lows. Like last night, I did not sleep. I stayed up and worked until 6am.
1: Until 6am? Oh my gosh.
0: Because I was on one of my low lows and it, it happens. I just was in an anxiety spiral about, um, it's crazy. What we're doing is it feels in this moment, wonderful and natural and perfect. And I'm so glad we're doing it. But last night I did, I had a moment of panic where I said, I can just go back to work. I can go be a director somewhere and uh, not do any of this and not show my face. Um, But I'm not doing that, you know, but we have to face it.
1: Well, and it's going to be such a huge, that's the thing. It it take all it takes is a couple people to start doing this and then it's not going to be as scary anymore. I think it's only scary right now because it's new, you know, it's like all of this is so well, it's, it's ancient, but it's also new, which is such a trip. But yeah, I mean, that's terrifying. But you're doing it. This is how you do it. This is how you, this is literally how you heal that. Because as you do this, you're able to show yourself, oh, okay, well, that really filled me and and made me feel, you, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then the programming can't continue to exist in that space because you've you've disproven it. It's like, no, that's not that's not what happened. That's not true. Yeah, so you- we are
0: actively mm-hmm. facing some very deeply rooted programming for myself that I already feel like pieces of it falling away and it's good. And I feel like by being vulnerable and working through this publicly, maybe there's someone else that feels the same way. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm putting it into the grid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you're putting healing into the grid. And, um, oh gosh. Okay. So, so what am I doing? What am I working through? Um, uh, trust I'm learning how to, uh, same, same as you, where you think you think you really authentically think you've worked through these things and it's like, it's like, just like the grid is layered, so are our own energetic systems. It's like you did work through the thing, but you worked through the thing on an outer layer. And as you become a deeper individual that allows for more expansiveness because everything's equal and opposite, it's like, okay, well, there's more. So for me, that looked like thinking I had thinking I was my being my authentic self, not understanding that the authentic self I was being was a compromised version because I really have a strong reaction to people's reaction to me. Very similar to what you were talking about. Like um like, well, will I really be loved if I'm just me? Because what if my energy is too big? What if I'm too much for people? And um uh it's a lot. It's a lot because what will happen is I will feel so good in working in the space of the grid and like really clearing and healing and grounding and feeling more in tune and in love. La- I'd like my, the partner that I'm with, I'm in I'm in a totally new relationship right now, something I've never experienced before where we're both conscious and awake and we communicate and we really, really um, work to support one another and make space and room. And something about that, triggers every aspect of my being, and the way that I respond to that is by thinking I can't trust this person because nobody's ever made space for me like that before. So while half of me is experiencing the most blissful, wonderful, uh, you know, just incredible relationship I've ever had, the other half of me is um, six years old and freaking out because I know that everybody's lying to me and not, no one can be trusted. And um, what I've noticed is that in trying to clear these emotions, um, my blocks, where I've been experiencing blocks, is rather than just letting these emotions flow through me, there's a thought that will be attached to that emotion. And the thought is so uncomfortable because I'm afraid of it being true that I won't let the emotion flow through. So it will get blocked and then projected onto my current reality, which has nothing to do with the way I'm feeling.
0: Yes. I I feel that in so many different regards. Mine, mine isn't related to love, but I've, I have similar feelings and sometimes I feel like, like I just want to stop because the, the more that I expand myself and I love myself and I do the work and the brighter my brights are, the harder those darks are. And I see the progress that I'm making because when I'm having those moments of darkness or of doubt or um feeling like I'm not worthy or whatever the situation may be, I'm working through them so much faster than I would have in the past. And I do see the progress, but sometimes it's like, man, I just really don't really, I don't fucking want to feel that feeling right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What are your, do you have any like cheat codes? Do we have any cheat codes we can share with people about how to work through difficult, like how do you work through when you are triggered and when you fall asleep in the moment, what do you personally do to work through those difficult emotions in a way that allows, when appropriate, that allows for a release as opposed to a repression and constriction?
0: So the first thing that I'm doing right now is asking myself, is this emotion mine? Because I've been getting a lot of emotions that don't feel like they're mine. They don't really belong to me. Like in the moment, I'm feeling really agitated or irritated or sad or depressed. And just by asking myself, like, is this my feeling? And if I realize that it's not, I can release it and thank it for however it's serving the collective. But in this moment, you know, I don't. it's not mine. <laughs> um, beyond that i really observing my thought pattern around it. So, if I say I'm not worth listening to or watching online, what I'm, I have to observe that thought pattern and ask myself, is this because I don't want to show my face or is this because I'm scared of being authentic? And kind of like every time that I discover a new thing, I trace it back one more step until I find that root issue that's genuinely the cause. So I kind of like draw a roadmap of my anxiety or my doubt or that 3D problem that I'm having. And a lot of times just by having that self-awareness, I remind myself that I'm doing the work. I'm a conscious being, you know, Mm -hmm. and I kind of am able to wake myself back up. And sometimes I will let myself just stay asleep. You know, maybe I need that time to care for myself. Maybe I need that time to, you know, watch television or read a book or play a video game and turn my brain off. And it's okay not to be the most woo-woke person. Or is it the most woo, <laughs> woo-woke work woo thing to do um, by allowing yourself to fall asleep in that moment and trusting in the fact that you'll wake back up?
1: whoa, trust, but that's my trigger. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Absolutely.
0: Do you think a lot of your trust comes from doubting yourself? Huge. Okay. I've always perceived it as the trust issues were rooted in your having to depend on an external party. I never really saw your trust issues as not trusting yourself.
1: Um, so what happened with me is I was, um, I was raised in an environment where my primary caretakers weren't allowed to be themselves very literally. So they had to, and like, it's not my story to share. So, but for the most part, they or very literally could not be who they were and had to actively lie about who they were. And, um, because of that, I knew that something was off. But I didn't know what, and and so it was like so you could
0: like sense their their masks that they were wearing even as a kid,
1: right? And what happened was is they would wear the mask all of the time, no matter what. And because of that, I thought that it was something about me where oh no,
0: it's not about you,
1: right? Exactly. But
0: hey, trust yourself. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, I feel it. It makes me want to cry.
1: Aww, yeah. Well, I'm so sorry. I repressed and project my emotions and you, yeah, you perceive them. Um, but that, well, and that's what happens. And I want to explain something that I think is really important that, that everybody know, because the way that you were describing your process of releasing emotions, like your cheat codes, um, helped me understand how I'm still very much at the beginning process of this, which is hilarious because I have degrees in psychology and seven years counseling experience. But the actual doing it yourself is so different. And um, what my cheat codes are, are literally um, allowing the emotion to work its way through my body without having to be in my brain. Because the way that it's processed in my brain is still confused and not clear, but it's so overwhelming. It will need to work its way through. So I will do something like, um, uh, channel light language or do dance or take a bath or do yoga. And I just think it's really important to honor and recognize that when you're in the beginning stages like that, when things are really difficult and you, you, you don't feel like you can trust yourself yet, which there are pieces of me, absolutely, I feel I can trust, but when you're asleep and working through your your trauma and your wounding, it gets really murky that there are, you can start with baby steps, like really focusing on body-based stuff as well, and then how beautiful to eventually be able to work up into really reprogramming those thoughts to begin with so they don't keep having that same grip that they used to.
0: I love the idea of using movement. Um, because even if you don't understand an emotion and you're just trying to process it because of the way that emotions store themselves throughout our energetic body just by moving maybe you'll have that realization or maybe you'll understand it or maybe you'll release what you need to release
1: what yeah it literally works that way what i've noticed is that i will be um let's say i am I am sure of something, but then I'm triggered, and so now I'm questioning myself. Like, let's say I'm questioning a decision I made, or I'm questioning, um, I'm questioning something. Then uh, what I can do is do something like, like put on some headphones and just dance in, in intuitive movement, or play the piano. And after twenty minutes of doing that, uh, it allows me. That core frequency that we were talking about, it, it tunes me back into that and I hook in there and it's like, oh yeah, what? <laughs> like what? What was I, what was I so con- That's such a silly thing to be concerned about. It puts everything, it puts everything into perspective. Um I just love this idea that eventually you get to a place with the work where you're not just releasing what doesn't serve you. You're able to really understand what does serve you and reprogram your brain in a way to look for and resonate with that. Like that, like we will get there.
0: Yeah, I I really enjoy that. And I think you're absolutely right.
1: Well, you're living, you're a living example of that.
0: <laughs> I'm definitely um, working on it. <laughs> We're all a work in progress.
1: Yeah. you want to talk about your business? Did you want to talk about it?
0: Um, we can. So I have been working with very corporate Fortune 500 companies for the last several years doing design and project management and business documentation and automating processes and establishing procedures yeah. and doing, doing it all. And I stepped away from that corporate position. Um, well, I wanted to step away and then the universe forced my hand to step away. I went to put in my notice and then was laid off (laughs) along with everyone else. I shouldn't laugh about that because it, it was really sad for mostly for other people, not for myself as much, but I decided to Get out of that woo closet and take my years of experience and my weirdly nerdy passion for organization and reporting and in-depth analysis and graphic design and art and all things woo and i'm combining them so instead of just doing branding i'm doing intuitive branding um with project management i want to not only help you establish the the steps and help you manage that project, but taking into consideration your energetic cycles and schedules and is retrograde coming? Should we pull that off? You know, (laughs) Um, and really merging everything together. So the services that I have to offer are pretty broad, which for me, who loves um, I'm a bit type A and I like specifics. It's a little difficult for me, but I'm serving the community in a way that I never have before. And I think that it's going to help a lot of doors open up.
1: And I I love that you're really setting the example that it doesn't have to be any one thing. Like you're able, you are a multifaceted, multi-talented person. So why not? Like, why not just, why not just skip the middleman? Stop thinking we're all one thing and just offer what your gifts are like what you have to serve all on one platform I love that
0: yeah and it's it's scary because in my industries it is hammered in your head that you have to niche down you're not just a designer you are a designer that specifically caters to people in the insurance industry who are servicing you know mid to low income people that are in this specific region. I mean, you have to niche down so specific. And to open things up in this Broadway and break all of those rules, it's a little scary, but it's also really exciting. Also, that wasn't my niche. I was just making that up.
1: <laughs> but it not it, that such brainwashing? I mean, that's... Oh, sort of- all,
0: all of that's- it is brainwashing um, because...
1: Niche is manipulation, right? I mean, the whole, the only reason you want—I'm sorry—I'm getting uh, no. It's
0: all manipulation. Everything with marketing yourself and the current system is gross and manipulation. And I mean, everything that you do—if you walk into a store, there are four hundred different studies about why that Kit Kat bar is exactly where it's placed on that next to your checkout area.
1: Yeah. And that's the whole, okay. So like the whole reason to have a niche is so that you can have a very specific customer base to target to
0: ideal client avatar. I have done so many studies on um, ideal client avatars for businesses. So whenever I'm creating their branding, we are pinpointing their exact needs, their exact pain points, their exact psychological responses and why they respond to that color or that shape or that type of marketing and I'm so glad to step away from that.
1: Well, and how how beautiful that not only are you stepping away from that, but we're both stepping into a world, we're actively creating a world where that customer won't exist anymore because everybody's going to be so different and so uniquely themselves. You're not going to be able to run those studies. Everybody would be an outlier.
0: You went offline again. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you want to start your um, sentence again about how beautiful it is that we are stepping away from that world?
1: Yeah, I think it's really beautiful that we're stepping away from that world where where you would even be able to have the ability to have that avatar in the first place. Because everybody is going to be so uniquely themselves, we would all be outliers. There will be no standardized curve.
0: I'm very glad that we're stepping away from it. And I'm looking forward to seeing how marketing and digging into people's privacy and targeting things in such a specific way will change because I understand why they do it. I've spent years doing that as part of it to make money, but I'm really excited to be part of breaking that cycle.
1: Yeah, way to yeah. Way to break the cycle, and like, so many people, so many people are doing this right now on the woo community. That's um, that's all it is—is is people breaking the cycle, you know. Yeah. And it seems to me that the that the way to break it and the way that people are breaking it is by taking it away from a, a, a pushing and pulling energy of trying to rope people in through manipulation to being authentic and true, and an integrity about a service that you offer, trusting that if you are really who you say you are, and really operating in that energy, that those who will benefit from your services will will naturally find you, They, they will be there.
0: Yeah, trusting in that whenever someone needs you, that your service will be available to them in that moment, or that you'll have the space in your heart to help them in the way that you need to. And I firmly believe that there is no competition um, as far as it goes. Um, I recently decided that I wanted to start doing energetic clearings and activation sessions and oracle readings. And my initial first thought was, everyone does that. Why are you doing that? There's a hundred different people. <laughs> and But I realized that what I have to offer or what message I have for someone or the way that I can help them clear something is different than how someone else will do it. And some days they'll need person A and some days they'll need me. And it's okay. There's no competition. We're all just working to help heal the collective trauma.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I really feel like that's all part of this whole equal equal give and take of energy that we're moving into because if we if it works that way if we know that everything's abundant and we know that everything's going to be provided for all of the time we're not manipulating we're being authentic um then it allows for us to just be more in flow so there's not these pockets of like uh how do you say there's not as big of contrast it's it's everything's just more free-flowing
0: absolutely yeah and do you want same- to talk about, I'm sorry. Oh, what's that? I was just going to ask if you wanted to talk about your services, what you're doing.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I had the same experience, right? So I do, um, well, I'm literally having the same experience now in that I don't know how to talk about, I mean, I don't know what, I, I guess I'm still trying to figure out what I do, but while I'm trying to figure out what I do, I, I do offer the service of i am a, I'm a, a I do tarot readings and um, I guess a better word for it would be manifestation coaching, but I don't like the sound of that. I don't know what you would call it, but I'm really good at working with individuals who are in a place of indifferent, excuse me, not indifference, ambivalence. Like, a, like if you are in a state of transition or change, I'm really good at just Uh, helping bring clarity to the situation through being a mirror at what somebody is experiencing. So I have a way of hearing and reflecting back words and energy in a way where the individual I'm working with can get a more clear picture of what it is that they're experiencing so that they can have a sense of, uh, hmm, like just an inner knowing that they are on the path they want to be on because all these paths are fluid and changing all of the time. But um, it's sort of like a combination of timeline work, energy work, tarot reading, and then I make crystal grids. So. Um,
0: okay. So I, I, I think that I get, <clears throat> I declare to clear my throat. I'm sorry. Okay. So what you offer is kind of like um, you help them work through their blocks and their programming and you help them anchor in that highest timeline where they can get to whatever it is that they're working toward. It's like your transition doula.
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> It's like I feel like I stand at the gateway between people being unsure and sure um mean, or like unanchored and anchored. So like I feel like um people that are like floating around in space that don't know what's happening that are like, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" I'm I'm able to be like, "Hey," and then um, you know, "Where do you want to go?" And then they're like, I, I'm here." And I'm like, "Okay." And then we kind of go there together. Um, but the number one thing is people don't tend to know where they want to go. So, um that's always step one right but so, what I think is so great is I'm I think that over time as I continue to do this because I've only been doing this for seven months it will change like what I do will change and evolve into something different and um, and I don't know what that is yet but I love how every session's different every single session I have with these clients are so unique
0: so maybe instead of calling it something like specific you just say do you want to work with me to achieve? X, Y, or Z. Let's have a session. (gasps) Just a session.
1: And just leave it open and not say what it is. I love that.
0: Yeah. That's something I've been thinking a lot about is if I talk to someone and I am called to channel um, an artwork or perhaps I'm called to channel uh, a piece of music or actually write something out, or whatever it is, whatever way that I need to relay the message to them that will meet them in their heart space, and help guide them, I'm going to do it. So it's hard to limit yourself. And I struggled a lot with naming. I just called it energetic clearing. But that's not right.
1: (laughs) That's what I'm struggling with right now. Because I have this website where, you know, I like I, I have my website where you can book a reading, you can book a um. It's a like what I'll do is a crystal grid and then a tarot reading and a channeling and a summary, but um, but even that feels too structured. And the naming, yeah, having problems naming it like it would be so great if it could just eventually. I feel like we are going to get to the place where it's like, do we vibe? We vibe. Do you got a service? I got a service. Cool. What do you what's your rate? <laughs> you know,
0: maybe instead of having specific services, you're just booking specific increments of time, like a specific energetic exchange. So work with me for 30 minutes, work with me for four hours, et cetera.
1: Absolutely. I love the idea of energy exchange. Yeah. Energy exchanges and energy transmissions. Definitely. But I think that that's just part of, I, I think there's so many people Okay, I'm feeling like speaking of channeled messages, I'm getting the channel message that part of the reason we're talking about this right now is because there's a, there's a lot of people who are going to hear this and be unsure, like they're not going to have the the 3D knowing of what they want to do, but they will have the higher dimensional understanding and the the motivation and the the sort of Uh, forward moving momentum to manifest their joy and their desire into reality, but they're going to think it has to be a thing and maybe be more open with it. Sort of like we're discussing right now. Like we're not, we don't, everything we're saying is very fluid. There's no plan to it. But I think if you're more open in how things can come to you, then you really open the channels of abundance and you open the channels of prosperity that are always there But you just cut them off because you said you were a tarot reader and not an energy worker or whatever.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's one of the reasons why when we were putting together the Woo community and we were trying to categorize things, it was really important to me to express throughout the website for that community that if there's something new that you want to do that's not listed here, just tell me. We'll make a whole new thing just for you. You're creating the next new thing. You don't have to fit into a box.
1: That, yeah, that reminds me so much, Megan, of that, um, of that, I haven't seen all the movies, so I hope I don't murder this, but uh, that movie where it's like, everybody lives in harmony with one another, and there's different elements. So you're either a fire element, or an air, or an earth, or a water. Um it's not exactly like that. But basically, what it was is you would have this a emergent ceremony where you would you would take a test and the test would tell you what I'm just going to call a soul group because that's basically what it was. The test would tell you what soul group you're a part of, but then you would have free will and you could choose to join a different group if you didn't feel like you resonated with the soul group that the test showed you you were supposed to be with, and. Divergent. That's the name of it. And then the whole uh, idea behind this movie is there's people who are called divergents that don't fit into the group that, excuse me, that, that fit into more than one soul family. And so they're considered a threat to the system. And I remember when I watched that movie thinking, well, this would be perfect if they just always made new groups, (laughs) you know, like, oh, it's fire and air or excuse me, fire and water. Okay. Now there's steam. You know, and then it it could just keep branching off. And like, why would you?
0: Why Why even label it, though? That's the message I'm getting as as you're saying that it's just like gender and everything else now. Why label it? Why not just be who you are and do what you do?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's just be who we are and do what we do. My name's Melissa and I am going to be what I be and I'm going to do what I do.
0: (laughs) Yes. My name is Megan. Um, If you are called to work with me, uh, we'll figure it out. I don't know what we're doing, but we're along for the journey together.
1: (laughs) Your website's incredible.
0: Thank you. It was done within 24 hours without sleep.
1: Are you serious? Yeah, that's what I did. Oh my gosh. It's a...
0: (laughs) It was an artificial barrier that I had placed on myself. I could not move forward or do the next thing until it was done. It was an artificial barrier. And I was like, just do it, just get it over with. It doesn't have to be perfect. And you can fix it later.
1: I love that. I love the term artificial barrier. And, and like, that's so interesting. So, and my website too, is probably going to look very different after this conversation. Um, I'm, I'm. that'll be fun. That'll be a fun thing to play with.
0: I think mine will too, but it's everything in life is growing and evolving and changing. And we just need to go with the flow and be kind and have grace with ourselves and others. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. It's been really wonderful and I have thoroughly enjoyed this. I'm actually looking forward to editing this podcast. Um, because it's been a real joy. If you are called to work with me, my website is megarooski.com. Um, I will help you with just about anything as long as we vibe. And, and then we also have the Woo community. So if you want to be part of the new community where we have a website that's completely free to join. There were a lot of people who wanted to network and they wanted a website, but they couldn't afford it. They wanted somewhere to put point someone so they could do the thing, and that was that their artificial barrier. So um, we have worked t- together to create this the Woo Community website, where you can have a listing of your services as many as you want, and we will get it set up for you. And that way, you have somewhere to point someone so you can do whatever it is that you want to do. That's my spiel. What's yours? Oh
1: love that. <laughs> okay, my school. uh yeah, so I do um right now I'm actively doing what I will uh you know, we're trying to avoid names, but I guess intuitive readings is what they're called on my website and uh com is my website. You can book readings with me now and um I'm open to working with you really under any capacity that you feel I could be of benefit. I really just hold space and I'm a good mirror. So um, if you feel that you would want to work with me, but you don't necessarily want to get a tarot reading done, um, go ahead and shoot me a message on there on my website and we can, we can go from there.
0: All right. Well, it has been wonderful hanging out with all of you. As far as the first episode goes, this has been actually really great i thoroughly enjoyed it and i hope that you guys did too thank you bye oh god thank that's you awkward thank you no, bye.
1: Okay. okay i hope bye. that you're all having
0: a wonderful day okay bye <laughs> <laughs> so funny
1: i don't know how to social end,
0: anxiety
1: i think it's good end on that on that note right there social anxiety <laughs> social
0: anxiety all right have a wonderful day everyone bye bye -bye.